Guitar riff will tune up the band quick. Just straight off my laptop, I blow with the bandwidth. How slick can this man get? But the color of a razor, more diesel than Nash. I move past all these haters. See, they know who I am, but they candy don't know corn sucks. Candy 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 corn. Sucks candy corn sucks dun 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 sucks dun 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 the face of the hill, the mouth of the belt, the whole effing podcast, Donnie Wrestling, Donnie Mundo, Don Strowman, Don DiBiase, Donnie Jujitsu, Don Gerard Flames, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, and this is another episode of The Perfect Edge. Took a couple weeks off, had to recuperate, get myself together, but I'm back. And I uh, got a lot to talk about. Got to catch up on a few things. Not a whole lot. So some things I'm just not going to touch on because it's no point. But a lot of things to talk about, man. A lot of things going on in the world of combat sports. Starting off, we got uh, the release of Emma, Derek Young, and Summer Ray. Now, Emma was quite the surprise. Didn't really deserve it, but I'm not mad at it because that means she can go to the Indies and kill over there, which is what I hope will happen. More than likely, that's what will happen. I mean, she could do the modeling thing, but <clears throat> I really hope that she sticks with wrestling, goes to the Indies somewhere, and takes over and kills there. Uh, Summer Rae, she's been gone for the longest time. Not really surprised there. Now, in typical Don Stradamus fashion, I've said for the longest time, not as of recently because there's no reason to talk about him recently, but I've said for the longest time that Derek Young, I have a list of people that I that I felt was going to get released. Darren Young was at the top of that list, and I've said it before, I'm pretty sure, on uh, audio record. And yeah, so it happened. Um, uh, I think the dude can go somewhere in Indies. I don't know where he's going to go, but he can go somewhere as well. Fit in, get that bread somehow, some way. Hopefully, he can come up with something that's really dope for him to do in the Indies. Um, and still get his paycheck, get his money, get his bread. Um, I just think the whole make Darren Young great again stick was crap. Um, and, I mean, it wasn't really much where he could go after that. Should have went with the tightest brand. That might have did something for him. But, hey, I mean, when you're off TV, it's kind of hard to bring you back sometimes. So, yeah. But uh, my, uh, best of luck to all these people. Um, lost income is always terrible. <clears throat> so, hope these guys land on their feet. Uh, definitely no Emily Shamaray will. Not sure what D. Young will do. But, block the hate, bro. Anyway, <clears throat> moving on, we got uh, Lil Rush catching some heat off of his tweet about Emma's departure. Um, you know, I mean, I understand why people are upset about it, but at the same time, it's like, come on, people, like, come on, really? 
I mean, it's I mean WWE did it. Like you put her in these great matches and then you released her. Like, why aren't y'all going at WWE about this? You're gonna take all the heat out on Leo Rush. Like, y'all are corny. Y'all are really, really corny for that. Like, I mean, was it at the wrong time for him to say yes? Was it immature for him to say the time? Yes, but is it the truth? Mm, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, anyway, I mean, Leo apologized. You guys got on for apologizing. So, with that being said, I wouldn't have apologized. I mean, kind of saying it, saying it in hindsight now, but, I mean, you know, no, if you knew that, like, like all right, I'm going to apologize, and they're going to butcher you for apologizing, don't apologize. Just take the heat and roll with it. Make it something in NXT. Like, do that. Like, I don't know. That's just me thinking, but whatever. Feel like people were being too sensitive. This is why I hate the PC era, era, because everyone finds something they get offended about. It's just like, all right, whatever. Like that woman's clearly gonna land on her feet either way, and you're attacking this guy because he said something. All right, it was dumb. Leave it at that. It was dumb, uh, at most. So, <clears throat> anyway, uh, Astros won the World Series. Congratulations. I think that's really really dope, especially after Houston got hit. Uh, by the Hurricanes, I think that's definitely something to help up, uplift that city, get some spirits uh, high in that city. You know, your baseball team won, they're bringing a the championship home. So, major salutes to Houston Astros, major salutes and prayers out to Houston. Continue to be strong and rebuild. And, you know, yeah, just prayers out to you guys and well wishes. As well as uh, the Caribbean Islands and Puerto Rico and everyone else who were affected by hurricanes at the time. Prayers go out to you. Stay strong. Keep doing what you got to do to survive and to rebuild. And you guys got this. And yeah. A uh, little Lucha news. My boy. And this is the only reason why I'm going to talk about this. Even though Lucha Underground has been really, really great this season. It's probably been the best wrestling I've watched. Uh, yeah. The best wrestling I'll, I'll probably watch. Um, probably this year, maybe. Um, my boy Penta has both titles, Gifts of the Gods and the Lucha Underground Championship. I mean, <laughs> why would you not put both titles on that guy? He's just amazing. He's so great. I can't stand it. I mean, really, Pentagon is the best. Like, I don't, I don't see why you wouldn't put both titles on him. Unfortunately, Ricochet uh, lost his match, had to go, um, which is kind of corny. I mean, Prince Puma, when you think of Lucha Underground, he's one of the people that you think of. So, him leaving is kind of corny. But, I mean, we'll see what happens next. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I really don't want him to go to WWE, me personally. Um, but... I mean, we all know that typically, some most of the time, that's what happens. You leave somewhere, and then you end up in WWE, and then, you know, you end up somewhere in the shuffle. So, I don't know. Let's just hope that uh, it doesn't go uh, bad if he does end up there. Anyway, and uh, other Lucha news. we I watched some Impact Wrestling, guys, or whatever that company is called now. I don't even know, what, you know, if they're the Owl, their Impact, their... GF, whatever, I don't know, whatever, doesn't really matter, watched a little bit of that, and I must say that wasn't as bad, wasn't as bad as I expected, um, and I think this was like last week that I watched it, um, not really gonna keep up with it, I'm, I, let's be honest, I only watched it because Taya Valkyrie is on there, 
Um, kind of because Johnny Mundo's on there. But mostly because Ty Valkyrie. Only reason I watch is because Ty Valkyrie's on there. Let's just be honest, guys. Like, she's pretty much the only reason worth watching that thing, to be honest. Um, <clears throat> seen a, a match with Johnny Impact, who is Johnny Mundo, Johnny Morrison, whatever you want to call him, versus Chris Adonis, who... Who, guess what, guys? It's Chris Masters. Chris Adonis is Chris Masters. Where'd you go and find this guy, huh? Where'd you dig him up from? Where was he at? Just lingering on the streets of, I don't know. Anyway, but uh, Chris Masters still looks good, still looks in shape. Pause. Um, but, I mean, I don't see why that would be a guy to come back to WWE soon. I mean, he could fit in and do weird stuff and makes more nothing makes sense there but anyway uh yeah johnny impact versus chris adonis and uh it was a really good match man it was really some wwe type stuff uh it was definitely something that you could put on wwe programming and it'd be really really great so um uh, and it had eli drake interfere in that match if you don't know who eli drake is well he's eli drake google him um who's the champ over there um which is good, little little dope thing. Dude got stripped down to his pants at one point in his attack, which was I didn't understand why he was in his underwear. That was really some WWE type stuff. But hey, I mean things happen. Then uh, somehow we uh, got to a fatal. This is clearly multiple tapings, and they just make a show out of it. Got a fatal five way in Mexico with uh, Johnny Storm, EC3, or EC3, uh, Texano, Tejano. Sorry, not I said Tejano. This. Spell check is not your friends, people. I literally wrote this like a while ago, and it says Texans and not Tejano. Anyway, versus Phantasma and uh, Eddie Edwards. Uh, all I have to say is Storm had Phantasma in a lung bar backbreaker, and Eddie uh, Edwards did a double stomp off the ropes, and I'm pretty sure that Phantasma almost died. Uh, Tejano won that match, by the way, if you care. Um... Jim Cornette's whack ass was on the show arguing with somebody. Um, I just, that was really just an excuse to call Jim Cornette a whack ass because he is. Anyway, uh, American Top Team beats up the whole roster and then approaches the ring. Uh, Moose and some other dude, you know, got beat up because they broke into their facility. Uh, it was really corny and whack. And I just think that, I just think that that's, that's such a whack angle. And it's mo mainly because of, uh, Lashley and I, I've never gotten into Lashley. I think he's very, very corny. Uh, good wrestler, mm, sort of, I guess. But uh, he's, I've never gotten into him. I just think he's just a corny wrestler, in my personal opinion. And I think he's just gotten even cornier with this whole MMA thing that he's doing or whatever. I just think it's all corny. Moving on. Bought a copy of WWE 2K18. I must say it is kind of trash because it doesn't have a women's story mode. I have been wanting a women's story mode for multiple years now. And I'm not even going to lie. It's kind of bought down the play value for me. I really kind of don't even want to play it because I want a women's story mode. And it's not on there. Supposedly to be on next year or the year after that. I don't understand why it takes so long to do that. But, yeah, I mean, it just kind of sucked the fun out of the game for me a little bit. Otherwise than that, I'm not gonna lie, the graphics are great. I mean it's it's wrestling. I mean what I mean same thing you get mad and it's Madden. You get two K, it's two K. It's gonna be what it is. Um but I really wanted a women's story mode and did not get that. So eh, here's what it is, I guess. Whatever. Who cares? 
Moving on, we got UFC 217 coming up this weekend. It's going to be really great. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to watch it Saturday night because Buffalo Wild Wings been wilding. Up here talking about $20 coverage charges. Psych! Slow down here. I'm going to pay $20 to see fights. You crazy? It's not what I do. Playing yourself. Anyway, so this is this card is crazy, man. Like, super, super stacked card. Super, super crazy card. You got Yonage or Jake Check versus Rose Namaunas. Uh, everybody knows I'm a Yoana fan. Um, however, I will say this. If anybody has a real, real chance, in my opinion, doing any type of crazy damage to Yoana, it's Rose. Um, do I think Rose will win? No. But I think it's going to be a great fight. I think Yolanda's going to win. Do, is my opinion biased? Yes. But so, I mean, it's a good opinion and it's a good bias to have. Nine times out of ten times out of ten. Hell. So, I just think Yolanda's going to win. It's going to be a great fight, though. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to really say. It's Yolanda. And she's fighting. And Rose is Rose is a beast in her own right. Like, let me not downplay Rose. Rose is a beast in her own right. She's definitely dope. She's a killer. But I just think Joanna has the recipe for winning. And apparently there was a little jab at the press conference. Always oh, like that stuff. It's good, you know? Stir the pot a little bit. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got uh Wonderboy Thompson versus Jorge Masvidal. Uh, that's going to be another good one. Um, this is another fight where I have a biased favorite in it. Um, but Jorge Masvidal is another guy where it's like, you just, you, you can't sleep on a kid, man. He, he could do some things. Um, so, but I mean, my pick obviously is going to be Wonderboy Thompson. And for the record, I still think that Wonderboy should get a shot if he wins this fight and go and try to knock What's the guy's name again? Woodley. Yeah, him. I think he should go and knock, try to knock Woodley's head off again um, because I don't like Woodley. Um, and, yeah, that's all I can say about that. Thompson for the win. Uh, moving on, we got Michael Bisping versus George St. Pierre. Yes, I know there's another fight on this card, but that is the big fight. That is the real main event. This is... Uh, this is the fight that a lot of people are like, mm, ah, ah, what happened? This can happen. That can happen. What if this happened? What if George St. Pierre does this? What if Bishop does that? No one really gives a damn. All right. Uh, in this fight, I'm sorry, man. I'm not really sold on Michael Bisping. I'm just not. Um, I know my good friend Ryan Pashry would be like, damn it. But I'm, I'm just, I'm not sold on him. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go with George St. Pierre. I know he's coming back from... A little hiatus, um, but I just, I, I don't know, man. I'm not sold on Bisping winning the fight. Um, I think George St. Pierre is going to win it. Um, more so probably by submission. Um, I don't see anybody just knocking anybody out in this one. Even though I find it funny that George St. Pierre has Freddie Roach as his striking coach. Um, I mean, I guess Freddie. I mean, Pacquiao is kind of on limbo right now so why not go in there and you know get that money from gsp if he's gonna pay you you know what i mean not wrong with that i respect the hustle bro anyways moving on to the real main event <laughs> yeah the real heat 
of this card. Cody Garbrandt versus TJ Dillashaw. This is the real blood fight. It's been building for a long time now, mainly because of, well, I mean, it's been going on before even the show uh, Ultimate Fighter. Just uh, some stuff going on with the camp situation. TJ leaving the camp, going to another camp, and, you know, just story pretty much wrote itself from there, man. This is the real blood feud fighter of the night. Uh, I actually am a fan of both of these guys, so, um, but I'm not gonna lie, I'm leaning more for Cody to win. Cody's just a freaking freak of nature in that ring, man. Like, his, his hands are just ridiculous, so, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like, I feel like Cody's just, his hands are just gonna be the factor in this thing. If Dillashaw can last all five rounds taking shots from Cody, then, I mean, it'll say a lot about him, but I just don't, I don't see him, I don't see him able to take all these shots from Cody, I mean, and Cody beat the person who has beat TJ for the title, so, I mean, he kind of has, he has an edge on you, a perfect edge on you, in a sense, Um, so I just, I don't, I don't know, like, not, not to get Dillashaw wrong, Dillashaw's great, he's good, but I just don't see him taking five rounds of hits from Cody Garbrandt, I just don't see it. So, my choice for now was Cody, like both guys, but I just don't see him getting past, I just don't see him taking five rounds of punches from Cody Garbrandt, I just don't see it, I really just don't see it, guys, so, pick on that's Cody Garbrandt, is what it is, uh, two weeks ago, Matt Madness was in full effect at ROH in Philly, uh, it's a pretty good night, man, it's a pretty great night, um, had a good seat. Good crowd around me, uh, for the most part. Yeah, it was a good crowd around me. Um, definitely told I was told I had the best shirt on in the house that night. Not gonna lie, it was a lot of Bullet Club shirts all around the arena. Not gonna lie, really glad that I didn't wear my Bullet Club my my Bullet Club shirt, man. I, I'm not with the whole hype thing. I'm not with the you know, and it's just like everybody had a Bullet Club shirt on, like everybody. So I went in there with that, you know. Nice gold glittered out. Not bedazzled, bro. Don't try don't 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 play me. Don't play me, bro. You know what I'm saying? The nice glittered out Pentagon Junior shirt. Set on metal on the back, you feel me? Nice artwork on the front. Had multiple people say, yo, you got the best shirt on in here tonight. Facts. All facts, you feel me? Anyway. So, I mean it was great, man. Good night, great matches. Uh, long, it, it was a taping, uh, event, so it was super long, we were in there until, like, 12, I think, so, but, uh, it was well worth it for the main event, you know, you had Bullet Club versus, uh, shoot, I don't even remember who they fought, it's been that long, it don't matter, Bullet Club, uh, t- oh, wait, who was it, it was, uh, dang, who was it, it was Flip Gordon, uh, Scorpio Sky, and I can't forget I forget the uh, the other two guys' name. Can't think of it right now. Slipped my mind. Sorry guys, but when, you know it doesn't really matter. Um, Scorpio Sky killed it. Flip Gordon killed it. Uh, other two guys they they're pretty good. I don't really remember them. So I mean it is what it is. But the Bullet Club put on a great show, as usual per usual. Killed it. It's amazing. All I can say, man. Honestly, this is my honest opinion, man. I've had more fun at. Indie shows than WWE shows, and I—I I mean, just 
as since my time of going to live shows, I've definitely enjoyed the indie shows way more than I enjoyed the WWE shows. Um, even though WWE has the lights and the glitz and the glamour and all the blah 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 stuff, indie shows just they just know how to put on good wrestling matches. It's just great, and it's you know. It's it's crazy because WWE has mad talent and they can't book to save their lives. So I don't know, I just don't get it. But anyway, any shows have just been the better thing to go see live, to be honest. So um fortunately they're not family friendly, but they are great friendly. So uh the matches are great. Atmosphere is great if you know what I mean you're into that type of thing, uh beer and I mean, you can drink beer at WWE, I'm sure, or whatever. And, I mean, it doesn't really matter. The atmosphere is just better as for wrestling fans, for real wrestling fans, or, like, wrestling fans who like wrestling. So, anyway. Oh, I got to meet uh, Cody that night. That was a great experience. You know, got to talk to him a little bit. Great conversation. Just talking about the title and just, you know, he definitely gave me props on my shirt as well. Uh, let me hold the title, take a pic. I mean, everybody did who met him. It is what it is. But, you know, good guy. Great guy. Uh, what else can I say? Met the, the Bucks. Bucks are real cool. Great guys. Got props on my shirt from them, too. Because I had on the best shirt in the house that night. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. Uh, did I meet anybody else that night? Uh, no, I didn't. I would have loved to meet Deanna Prazo, but that didn't happen because she didn't come out. But, you know, who cares? No one's No one's crying. Uh, anyway, moving on to Tender Love and Care, uh, TLC pay-per-view. I missed that, uh, episode after doing that, so we can get into it. Nothing crazy. Emma versus Oscar, great match. Nothing really to elaborate on it, for real, for real. It was just a great match. I wouldn't have minded being a feud. Um, they wrestled again the next night on Raw, and then after that, you know, Pretty much Emma got the shaft, and I think it's just corny because, like, that would have been a great feud to start Oscar with and to give Emma something to do. And that's something that really could have won back and forth, and I really would have enjoyed it, me personally. So, but it is what it is. WWE in there. Crappy crap. Mickey James versus Alexa Bliss. Blah, Alexa Bliss. Uh, I mean, another good match. Mickey smacking Alexa on the biscuit. It was great. Uh, Alexa doing the arm strategy. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Smack fest reversals. Connected with the double kicks to the face. Mickey unloading a bunch of punches with a clothesline. Alexa missing the twist of bliss. Drop kicking from the top rope. The throat thrust. Alexa retaining. Mom not bringing home the title. It was a sad night in the James household that night. And no, I'm not talking about LeBron James. Anyway. Moving on, we're getting through it. So, all right. Jason, uh, Jason Jordan and Elias Sampson segment. Eh, it was cool. It was what it was. Kind of funny. Mm. It was good. You know what? I'm a big fan of continuity. Say it with me, guys. Continuity. I'm a big fan of that. And I like that they kept bringing him out and there was continuity. It was great. I like that. That's the word for the day, guys. Continuity. There it is. Enzo Mori versus Kalisto. Uh, Enzo's voice was disgusting that night. Uh, him becoming a champ was also disgusting. Uh, I really hate the Lucha chant. I really hate that. Uh, I just, I don't know. Kalisto, just, it's not clicking. It's not clicking, bro. There's no continuity in 
your character because it's just it's it's pretty trash. Um, I I don't I don't know what to say to you, bro. Like you're it's just trash. Like I don't know. Even when you had all the your your lucha family do the lucha chant, y'all backstage you get Charlie Russo or whatever her last name is involved in it. That was super trash. I was embarrassed to watch that on television. Like that I I that was trash. I would never like to see that again. That was poop. Please never do that again. Just stop the lucha chanting. Just just run out and, and wrestle or or not. I mean, I wouldn't be upset about it. So anyway. AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. Bullet Club leader, Bullet Club leaders clash. It was a great match, man. Uh, might have been might have been matching tonight. Yeah, I'd say it was matching tonight. Definitely matching tonight. Um, Finn with some uh, some dope moves. Uh, Styles uh, driving Balor over the announce table. The Pele kick to Finn, which is dope because they both used the Pele kick. I would have liked like a double Pele kick type thing. That would have been really really dope. But I don't know. Maybe we'll get that later. Hurricane Ryan off the top rope with Finn was crazy. The coup de gras. And him getting stuck on AJ's stomach, I definitely thought like he would he he hurt AJ because he definitely like got stuck in that sitting motion on AJ's stomach in that match, which I thought he probably hurt AJ, but luckily he didn't. And I don't know, man, it was just a great match. Probably match of the year candidate. Um, I hope to see them again, hopefully in the Survivor Series match, but I don't know how. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. That's probably going to happen. Yeah, that's going to happen. Um, so, I don't know. Well, it all depends if Finn's on Raw's team, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. WWE has weird booking. <laughs> not like that's much of a surprise. So, But anyway, had Elias versus Jason Jordan. Um, I thought it was just dope. Two new guys getting some time on the card. Um, some good wrestling uh, from Jason Jordan. Uh, dominating, at least to me. The fight, uh, last dumping, uh, Jason Jordan in the corner was real. That was a rough spot, really, really rough spot. Um, Jason Jordan winning with the roll up, being kind of questionable, uh, which will, which obviously has continued their uh their feud, um, uh, which is cool, man. I'm not, I'm not against it. It's two uh up and coming guys getting some time. They're going against each other, kind of building. Uh, and yeah, man, I, I mean, can't really be mad about it, man. Uh, and Jason Jordan taking a crazy. Uh, guitar shot the next night was really ridiculous. Got a nice little plum there on his arm, but here's what it is, man. You're in the wrestling business, bro. Deal with it. The American Shield versus the collective of random people. Really dope match. Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, obviously, it's a spot match, but I liked it. It was fun. Uh, it's cool to see uh, Kurt uh, doing the Shield entrance, popping out like an elated father behind the Shield. Proud of his boys. Proud to be a part of the gang for a night. It's really funny, the entrance. Uh, I don't know. I, I was very eager to see how Kurt would do in that match. I don't know. It's just Kurt's knees just bother me. They just really bother me. I just feel like his knees are just as they're not his friend. Like just at any moment, they, I just feel like they're going to give out like. I don't know. Like they just they worry me. They really bother me, man. He not, he might want to get that looked at. Like it just they like they like have like a, a bend, and it's just like it looks very uncomfortable. Like it just doesn't look like a comfortable bend, and maybe it's because it's been hidden by like knee pads for so long, and you didn't really notice it. But it's just like it just really it hurts me to see him stand. Like 
I really want him to get looked at like this. It's really it makes me uncomfortable to look at him standing like. Ugh. Anyway, nonetheless, uh, a lot of spots, a lot of great stuff. Uh, Kirk, you know, getting carried away, coming back in Kirk fashion. Still had this uh, shield stuff on, which was dope. I would have rather him come back with the Olympic gear on, but you know, I'm not gonna cry about it. It is what it is. He came back, did some dope things, put Cesaro through a table, uh, putting Sheamus onto the steel uh, ramp, whatever. It was dope stuff. Can't really complain about it, man. Uh, the thing that I love the most in this match, though, and I don't know why, but when Kane and Braun started going at it, and Kane put, threw Braun uh, through the stage, and then he looks up, and he pulls down, like, the string of chairs. I cracked up like a kid watching cartoons. I don't know why that was so funny to me, but it was just hysterically funny to me. I could not stop laughing. It was just so funny to me, and I really I could not tell you why it was funny to me, but it just was. It was just like seeing something in a movie. It's like you know it's gonna happen, and then it happened. It's just like, and it was just so funny. Like I don't know, Kane just sold it to the point where I just I thought it was hysterical. I, I couldn't stop laughing at it. So I don't know, but pretty much it, man. Just you know, I mean, it was a good match for what it was. It was what it was, and it, I mean, besides, I really wish Roman didn't get sick, but. I mean, for what it was, I think Kurt was a good feeling. And, you know, obviously we knew the Kane and Braun turn was going to happen, so it was cool that we got that. Um, don't know why Kane is even there, but I guess we'll get into that later. So, but, yeah, TLC was pretty, it was, it was what it was, man. I mean, I mean what, what can you really expect from it? It is what it is. Um, let's see if we're going to go back. Going back to the night after the Raw under siege. Let me tell you something. I really hate that quote. Under siege. It's stupid. I hate it. I really hate that they use that as a quote. First of all, I don't know who over there in the WWE is uh, listening to Matt Madness. Probably Brian Gerard James. But I definitely said something about a angle where an evasion angle a long time ago. However... The invasion angle was a cool. Yes, was it the right people? Absolutely not. This should have been the NXT invasion, which is what I've said years ago, probably a year ago, or so more. Right uh, execution, wrong people. Should have been NXT people. Um, but however, nonetheless, still dope to see uh, SmackDown coming in, uh, beating people up. Kurt so it, looking super puzzled. Uh, Shane being corny and go get him. I just felt like everything Shane was doing was kind of corny. Like, besides leading them down, like, it was just kind of corny. Uh, beating up Titus and Apollo, uh, which was, I don't know why I found that funny, too, for some reason. I don't typically laugh at people getting beat up, but, I mean, that was just funny to me. Beating up the intern, pushing over the TV set. That that guy did nothing to any of you guys. He's not even a wrestler. Why would you beat him up? I mean, and then the TV, it, it literally, it, it, it didn't bother you. Like, I don't, why would you push it? Like... Someone, someone paid good money for that television. There are people out here who still have box TVs, and you guys are pushing over good flat-screen TVs just for the hell of it. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Dana Brooke hauling ass. She got out of there quickly. Like she, I've never seen nobody run that fast in hills in my life, and I've seen a lot of people run the hills. Well, I mean, obviously women. Well, I mean, getting out of there. Um, I've never seen someone haul ass in hills like that in my life. She got out of there like out of the frame like they couldn't even keep up with her like that's how fast she was dipping so that was funny uh Goldust Rhino Curtis Axel and the other guy who was there 
uh, that always loses, um, uh, whatever his name is, the one who walks around with the baton um, and wears the Mets colors. Yeah, they got beat up, so that was funny to me. I don't know. The whole thing was kind of funny to me. I thought Chad Gable being the first one to attack Jason Jordan was some continuity, a little bit of continuity, showing off a little anger a little bit. Your partner left you? You felt a little way about it? You got a little upset? You was a little mad? You felt a little way about it? So you attacking when you first hit you want me the first one to take it? So that's what happened? Cool. Uh, I thought that was, uh, you know, a little continuity there. Matt Hardy and somebody else who I couldn't really see. I thought it was Finn, but I don't I don't, I don't, don't see why Finn would be sharing a locker room with, with them. Um, but, I mean, whoever it was, he got beat up, so it didn't really matter. Uh, the revival of the club, Elias getting beat up. Uh, first of all, why is the revival wearing ring gear and they're not, they haven't been wrestling? And why are they not on television if they're in the back? I would rather see them. But anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, the one thing that puzzled me really throughout most of this under siege. Why? First of all, Shinsuke Nakamura was in, in the in the bunch. I don't understand how. He's beating people up with his shirt tucked in. You cannot go around beating people up with your shirt tucked in. You're not Julian Claude Van Damme. What the hell are you doing? Walking around trying to beat people up with your shirt tucked in. Untuck your damn shirt. If you're going to be under sieging people, can't be walking around beating people up with your damn shirt tucked in. What's wrong with you? Craziness. Really puzzled me. I didn't understand that. Just walk around, smile, laughing, kicking ass with your shirt tucked in. It's weird. Anyway. Uh, Fox, Bailey, Mickey, and Sasha all getting beat up instantly by the team SmackDown women. I, I, I'm sorry, I just I'm an adult. I can't believe it. Can't believe it, man. It's I'm I'm sorry, man. I've I've I have common sense. I just don't see how that's possible. All y'all just gonna fold like that, like just SmackDown got it like that, like they just come in and just beat y'all up. Like that's how that happens. Psych, get that out of here, man. Like, ugh, trash, just trash. But anyway, it's, it's all a part of being under siege. So, I mean, it's continuity for the storyline. Continuity, even though it's the wrong way to use continuity. Anyway, I love that the shield were just, they were the only one who had the heads up with what was going on. Like, apparently, they're the only ones back there watching the monitors. Like, they know what's going on. They got some intel. I guess from Roman to somebody, you know what I mean? Somebody back at headquarters, let them know, like, yo, they coming through and attacking. So they were ready, you know what I mean? You got Seth up on some high platform or or something. I don't even know what he was standing on. I don't even know how he got up there. I guess, you know, I guess Dean gave him a little boost up there or whatever. Anyway, uh, you know, they were ready, though. Like, you know, they had a little intel. And they were ready, so, you know, everybody walking past, you know, and they just jump, well, Seth jumps in true Seth fashion, just jumps off. It looked like I had a grand time up there. It looked like it was mad fun for him to do that, jumping off the top of the thing that he jumped off of. Dean just waiting with the chair, wasn't playing, just, you know, ready to lay waste, you know what I mean? I thought it was really dope, you know, Seth just lumping, just jumping on people like a lily pad. It was fun. I mean, obviously, it didn't last long. They ended up getting beat up. Like, I mean, but they kind of, I, I feel like they held their own at least uh, at least two seconds longer than everybody else. You know what I mean? So, for that many people. But I definitely thought that it was dope that, they, you know what I mean, the Shield had the intel. They were ready to attack. And, you know what I mean? They had it set up. Everybody else just got blindsided. 
But, you know what I mean? I guess, I mean, you got all these monitors back there and nobody's watching them. Whatever. Anyway, I'm so glad that, you know, Team SmackDown helped Kurt down the ramp because, like I said, his, his knees just worried me, man. Like, I don't think he would have made it back down there by himself, man. It's a lot of walking. And his knees just, they, they just really bothered me. So, um, but anyway, I, I felt like uh, it was a perfect timing to do that because Braun wasn't back. Uh, Seth, I mean, I said, uh, Roman is still hurt. Bray still hurt. And I mean, Bray, I don't really, I don't know what Bray would have really done. I mean, I guess he could have flashed some slideshows or whatever to scare people and, you know, made some, you know, effects. And that would have, you know, put a little fishnet over his head and sister Abigail it out. And that would have scared people off. I don't know what Bray would have did, but you know, it is what it is, whatever. Uh, yeah, only thing, like I said, uh, and I think it's been said is that, you know, the only thing that was just kind of weird was, it was like, you know, you, you, you got, you, you got people that are in feuds roaming around having a jolly good time beating people up. I guess, you know, when you're beating up somebody else on the team, things just kind of go out the window. You just kind of find ways to bond over beating people up. So, I mean, Hey, it's always a good time to beat up John Cena. So. I guess you just get over it. Uh, let's see. Do I have anything about SmackDown? I think I do. Um, uh, like I said, Shane talking about the Under Siege thing the next night. I really hate that title. I hate even more that he had to explain it. But, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, Sammy coming down and, you know, doing a whole bit with Shane. I thought it was dope. Uh, New Day doing the raw fruit bit was funny. You know, just smacking it off the table. Hilarious. Uh, New Day versus Gable and Benjamin was really, very, very, very dope. Uh, only thing I found funny in that match, Kofi got thrown out the ring. And Big E pulls Bootios out of his singlet and feeds it to Kofi to try to help him recuperate. And it was just, it was just so funny. Like, just the stuff these guys do. It's just, they're just great for TV. It's just super, super dope. Uh, uh, Gable and Benjamin have a dope tag move that's really dope. Their their finish is pretty super, uh, pretty dope. I liked it. Uh, I don't know. I I feel like I like what Gable and Benjamin are doing. Um, I like that the Usos had the title. I really want them to hold the titles. I don't want them to lose it yet. But whenever this match between these two tag teams happen, I am going to be very excited about it. Um. And I think it's going to be a great match. It's going to be really, really dope. So, and I'm just glad that Shelton Benjamin's back, man, to be honest. Uh, Daniel Bryan tell Lana that she's not on Team SmackDown was very hilarious to me because it's just like, why would you be on Team SmackDown? You can be the mascot or, I don't know, something. But I definitely don't want to see Lana wrestling again. Um, Just because, I mean, there's Matt. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's Matt other women on that roster that we haven't seen either. But, I mean, it's just, yeah, I, I don't want to see her wrestling again. So, just, you know, be a manager or whatever. Uh, fashion dogs. Now, I got to say this. I don't care when anyone's, besides B, is silent and brother, that which was pretty, it was, it was damn funny. I, ha- I got to go on record saying this. Reservoir Dog is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. It's literally shot in two places. Was, it's, it's literally shot in a warehouse and like out back of a warehouse and I know it's like three places they shot it like out front of a bank or a convenience store that looked like a bank but Reservoir Dogs is trash yo like it's really really a trash movie it's really stupid 
everyone just ends up killing each other. Like it's literally the one of the dumbest plots I've ever. A two year old could have wrote that plot. Like it, I really think it's just a trash movie. Like it's not a great movie. And you know what? I was so hyped up because before I've seen it, seen you know you see people talking about it. You see people doing spoofs and such and such so and so. So when I watch it, I'm like, all right, this is Reservoir Dogs. This is gonna be great. It's gonna be a dope movie. It's gonna change my life, and it did because it was one of the trashiest movies I've ever seen in my life. So, but however, Flashing Dogs was better than Reservoir Dogs, so I'm not gonna complain, even though Reservoir Dogs was trash. Uh, the Fatal Five Way, I thought it was dope seeing Tamina getting in some good offense, showing some dominance, <clears throat> swinging Naomi into the barricade. Continuity, even though it's been a long time, it's still continuity. Carmella throwing Naomi into the ring post was. Was, was Naomi had a rough night that night, man. It's pretty rough. Felt kind of bad for her. Anyway, back again, Carmella to the disarmor and winning, becoming the team captain for Team SmackDown. Smack diddly down. Which uh, I'm, not, I'm not mad at. Um, Kurt had a Jolly Rancher commercial that, that week. I don't even remember it. Bishop, I don't even remember it wholly now. Because it was like two weeks ago. And I'm obviously reading from my notes. But I didn't like it. I really didn't like it. I don't even like their slogan. Jolly, keep on sucking. Like, ugh, like I just feel dirty. Like, and that's one of my favorite candies. And now I'm hesitant to want to eat Jolly Ranchers because their slogan is "keep on sucking." Is it immature? Probably, but do I care? Nah. Anyway, uh, rule two out of three falls match. <clears throat> Was that this week? Was that that week? Oh, that's what I'm announcing the 2 out of 3 Falls match, which we would get into because I didn't watch it. So, I'll say that now. 2 out of 3 Falls match. Oh, I wasn't interested in watching that. Lo and behold, let's flash forward. I didn't watch it. Uh, Didn't watch Sami Zayn versus Randy Orton either because, honestly, I'm not interested in anything Randy Orton's doing. He's boring. He's bland. Blandy Orton. I'm not interested, so I didn't watch it. Uh, Moving on to this Raw and Daily Double. This is where we would get into... Donnie versus the world. <clears throat> now, I'm not the only Lloyd on the Matt Madness podcast network, unfortunately. Um, one of us has stated that they liked Stephanie coming back on Raw and doing what she did. Now, me being the greater Lloyd, I have to say that I am severely pissed because I feel that Stephanie's character it just infuriates me I'm really gonna I'm trying to keep it PG-13 people like I really really am trying to keep it PG-13 but I really hate that you brought Stephanie back. I felt like Kurt was doing a great job. I felt like she wasn't needed. She could have stayed doing what she was doing, going out there and doing charity work and helping her dad get up from getting beat up by Kevin Owens. And I don't care what else. She could have just did other things. She could have stayed in the back. She didn't need to come out. She wasn't needed. Her character's not needed right now at all. And she just comes out and starts demeaning people all over again. I really hate when she, I hate her character. You bring her out. She starts demeaning Kurt, starts talking down to him, condescending tones. And that's probably a personal thing, but I don't really care because I hate condescending tones. And I hate that she talks in condescending tones. And I hate that she's doing it to Kurt because she's not needed right now. And now I got to be forced to want 
Team Raw to win because Kurt's career is on the line or his his job is on the line. I want to see Kurt every week. So now I have to sit up here and want them to win because Kurt's job is on the line because you want to be an asshole and come out here and be condescending and talk to Kurt crazy and put his job on the line for this match. Stephanie wasn't needed. And I'm highly upset that she's back, or I hope she's not back. But, I mean, of course, she's obviously going to be back in some form or fashion now because she decided to show up. But nobody asked her to show up. And now we got to deal with this. So thank you, Stephanie, for showing up and ruining the continuity that we had going with Kurt and getting in his way. And now he's got to go out here and put his knees on the line because you want to come back. So thanks. Thanks a lot. Anyway. <clears throat> I gotta get myself together. Got a little upset there, guys. Anyway. <sighs> so that's that's Donnie versus the world. And also, uh that's all I have to say about the opening segment of segment of Raw this week. Uh Alicia's Fox Captain gimmick was great. I loved it. Uh, it was continuity. It was great character work from Alicia Fox. And I love that they brought Nia Jax back, who squashed Bailey, who is pretty much a glorified jobber at this point. Yes, I said it, and I'm not going to take it back. Uh, I mean, what else do you really want to say? Big Fine is back. She squashed Bailey. She did her thing. She looked great. She looked good. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else you really want me to say, man. I mean, it was what it was. And there was no really surprise or shocker in there. Besides, Alicia Fox pretty much was the, the key to that whole match. She was pretty much the most entertaining thing about the whole match. Just, just watching the match and having the captain hat on. And this is your captain speaking. It was great. I loved it. It was wonderful. Thank you, Alicia Fox, for making that great. I love how Samoa Joe just did not care that Nijax and Alicia Fox were not up the ramp. All the way yet, he just came out and just like walked past him, didn't acknowledge him. They were not there, not, at least not to Joe. He didn't care. He just walked out and did his thing, man. Did a speech. I mean, pretty much typical hill work. I mean, I feel like it wasn't necessarily needed, Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Joe can do what he wants. Joe does no wrong in the book for anyone here at Matt Madness. Um, however, uh, I got shout out to my boy, Eck. When he said, you know, the whole TNA and, you know, he's a guy from TNA coming over. I act love you, bro. But I really wish you could have seen my face when I heard that because I immediately went, uh, AJ. But, yeah, I mean, either way, like, I, I agree with everybody else. Um, I, I would love to see Joe with the title. I would love to see Joe in the Survivor Series match. I would love to see Joe... I would just love to see Joe on, on Raw. Uh, or I don't care what WWE program you had that dude on. He, Him, AJ, Owens, those are three, and Braun. Are, those are the four people I'm like, put them on anything, I'm watching it. Uh, except for 204 Live, I will not watch that. Um, but, yeah, Joe's back, which is great. Put out a great speech. Faced Apollo Crews. Killed him. Funniest part of that match, him throwing the gun at Titus, Titus just got <laughs> standing there, obviously pissed. But it's just fun. It's just funny to see someone throwing gums at people. And it just reminds me of one of the namesakes for this show, Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning. 
little OD there with the gum. It's great. Shout out to Kurt. He's the only reason I chew gum this day. Um, Cause I just chew it just so I can spit it out and hit it with my hand. And it goes flying somewhere. Possibly hitting someone walking nearby. Anyway, uh, we had Matt Hardy versus The Miz. Not gonna lie, I would not mind that being a rivalry. Unfortunately, Curtis Axel and uh, Bo Dallas are around Miz, so it wouldn't look good, I guess, for Matt to win it somehow. But I don't know. I just I really enjoyed that match. I think that would be a good rivalry. Uh, but you know, with things going on in WWE, I sound like Kurt. I sound like Kurt saying WWE. Jeez Louise. Um. <clears throat> I don't know, but I just I wouldn't mind that being a good rivalry, man. Like I, I, I mean, I think it's a good rivalry. I wouldn't mind seeing it. So, but I mean, with WWE, who knows what we'll get? We'll get one thing this week, and then another thing next week. Then they'll go back to the thing that we got the week before, and then they'll go back to this thing. There's no continuity sometimes, guys. Got to work on it. Continuity. Yeah. Anyway, uh. Kurt being hilarious when Daniel Bryan comes in. Alert! Alert, everyone! It's happening! It's happening! What the hell are you doing here? Kurt just being super hilarious as usual. I thought that was funny. I could not stop laughing because he was just definitely on high alert. And just him immediately getting on the walkie-talkie and letting everybody know is just super funny to me. But that's continuity. Yeah. Yeah, Finn Balor versus Cesaro. Um, not gonna lie, I really did not want to watch that match, but ended up watching it. It was a great match. It was a great match. I mean, it's two good wrestlers. I'm not, I mean, I'm not hating on these dudes, but I just, I mean, I just didn't really want to watch it. Um, probably because I just wanted to cut time on watching Raw. Um, but I mean, I liked it, man. I watched it and it was good and I wasn't disappointed. Uh, I'm lying. I was disappointed because Kane came out and Tombstone Finn afterwards and I don't understand why Kane is back. I don't understand what Kane is doing. I don't understand why Kane's hair is uh, connected to the mask and not fully over his head. You can see it like ruffled up in the back and it really bothers me about as much as Kurt's knees. Um, so I just want Kane to go find a old um, hair piece from back in the day or you know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I mean, if you come into Wilmington, Kurt, there's a lot of great hair stores um, that if you come into the city of Wilmington, I'm sure if you can go any side of town, there are plenty of women who can uh, point you to a great hair spot where you can get a great hair piece to go with that mask that will fully cover your head. And it won't look weird when you put the mask on, bro. So, um, you know, just that's out there, man. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is, uh, Glenn. So, but then we get Rollins versus Kane. I mean, it was a decent match. Um, Seth took a bad spill diving into Kane, going into the uh, outside of the ring. I mean, which is a high-risk maneuver. But, I mean, really, this whole match, I just wonder, why, why is Kane back? What do, I don't, why is he here? What is he doing? You're just taking up space. You're really taking up space. Aren't you running for something in Tennessee? Aren't you doing something in Tennessee? Are you supposed to be a titan in Tennessee in politics or something? Like, what? Are, what are you? Why are you back? Why are you here? I, I just don't get it. Uh, then you know the whole, the bar attacking Dean and him and 
the only dope thing about that whole part was Seth covering Dean. Like, I just thought that was really great. Like, that's what you do for your brother in arms. When he's getting beat up, you go and cover him. Back in the civil rights days when, when someone was getting, you know, beat up or, you know, abused, another person would come and cover him. I just thought that was really dope. That was a dope moment. You're paying homage to black history and to the, the armed forces. I appreciate that, Seth and Dean. That was great. It was a great spot. I felt inspired and touched by that. Thank you. But other than that, why the hell is Kane back? I just don't get it. It's a lot of, there's a lot of questions that we need answered, WWE. We need to know why is Kane back? Why the hell doesn't his hair cover the back of his head? Why is Kurt knees look like that? I want answers, damn it. Moving on. Uh, there's so many things in Raw that are just wrong. Booker talking about, you know, we can't have our guard down. We got to be on alert. Book. Booker. King Booker. Corey works for both shows, bro. He doesn't have to be on alert. Why would he have to be on alert? He works for both of the shows. He works for Raw and SmackDown. Corey is fine. He is safe. You, on the other hand, you only work for Raw. Now, if they attack Michael Cole, I will not be upset. I I will not be opposed. Michael Cole sometimes deserves to be attacked. Especially in a sea under siege situation. So, I mean, it is what it is. But I just wanted you to know that, Booker. I mean, if you're listening, I know you have one of the hottest uh, celestial uh, listening shows out there. Because, you know, Matt Madness is the only podcast network for wrestling and your wrestling needs. But, yeah, I just wanted you to know that, man. If you're listening out there, uh, you know, Corey works for both shows, bro. So, he's fine. Just wanted you to know that. Uh, Miz and the Mr. Raj coming back into the locker room, finding a bunch of garbage. Miz is great at selling things. He just, he's truly an A-list actor, man. Like, he just, he's great at selling things. Him just kind of staring off into the distance. Braun Strowman. Sold the moment. Super great. Uh, Trick or Street Fright was trash. I mean, literally, you had to pick all that stuff up, so that literally was a lot of trash around the ring. But itself, as soon as I heard Chicka Street Fight, I was just like, yo, trash, pure trash. Why? Garbage, garbage, man, like pure basura. Like, why are we watching this? Why is this happening? Only dope thing about that was Chad Too Bad and Tex Ferguson. That was it. Other than that, oh, and they had patty pies on the table. That was dope. They had the Patty LaBelle pies from Walmart. That was really, really dope. I mean, you wasted the patty pies, but I mean, it was really, really dope, though. That you got patty pies. Y'all know about patty pies. That's what's up. Y'all know what's going on in the hood. That's that's dope. Anyway, uh, Jason Jordan attacking Elias. Uh, Luckily, Elias got out of there and, you know, he got saved by the ropes. Because for whatever reason, wrestlers can't go through ropes once they get inside of them. And the person that they're going after gets out. So the ropes just kind of like builds this force field where they can't get out the ring. So, you know, thank God for those ropes. If it weren't for those ropes, <laughs> Lice would have been in some trouble, man. Anyway, trash. Oh, Jason Jordan did step in my hole into Lice's guitar, which I thought was funny. But, I mean, it is what it is. It's typical. I mean, you know what's going to happen. They were, you know, angling for it. So, no pun intended. Anyway, uh, we got uh, Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to watch, man. Mom just... Going out there, laying all on the line again, and just not bring home that title, man. It's just, it's just a rough time for the the James family. And no, I'm not talking about LeBron. Um, so, but like you know, we're getting through it, man. We're strong people, and you know, we're just taking our time and we're getting through it a day at a time. Love, 
for each other is what's going to help us through. Anyway, it's mad rest holds in that match, man. I'm, I'm not a fan of rest holds that much. And I'm not a fan of, you know, people singling out parts to injure in a match. But anyway, it is what it is. It was a good match. I, I'm, I'm not going to complain about it. Uh, Alexa was more aggressive, which was, you know what I mean, dope because she seemed less aggressive in the pay-per-view match, at least to me, at least from what I can remember anyway. Uh, Mickey kicking Alexa off the top rope. Alexa falling kind of hard. Was, uh, she fell kind of hard, man. I don't know if that, I mean, knowing them, they're they're pretty great, so I'm pretty sure she could have staged it to look that way, but look kind of hard, man. It was a really hard fall. But anyway, um, what else happened in that match? Uh... The ending was trash, B. Like, a right hook puts Mickey down for the count? Like, that was pure trash. Like, what is going on? Who's writing back there? Let me tell you. Let me tell me. A right hook, though, is going to put Mickey Mickey down for the count. A right hook from Alexa Bliss. Her fist is probably about the size of a piece of candy corn. Candy corn is trash, by the way. And that puts down Mickey for the count? For real? I, I don't believe it. I can't believe it, bro. But, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I don't know if they were running out of time. They were just like, yo, hit her with the right hook. End it. But, you know what I mean? To me, it was just trash. So, I don't know. But, anyway, the bigger per- portion of this here was Bron coming back supposedly out of a garbage truck, which we know is just... It was. I mean, it was cool. I mean, it was symbolism. We know Bron didn't get out of a garbage. I hope that you guys weren't insulting our intelligence and trying to get us to think like Bron got out of the garbage can. First of all, I got out of the garbage truck. First of all, Bron is bigger than that whole damn truck. I don't believe that he was in the back of that truck. There's just no way possible. I just don't believe it. I'm a grown adult. I have common sense, and I'm not gonna believe that. WWE, please don't insult my intelligence anymore with this nonsense trash. <clears throat> so anyway. More important than that, Braun Strowman, on multiple occasions now, has hawked people down, hawked them down, like full speed running, literally right behind people. Now, I think the guy with the baton, when he chased him, I forgot his name, but it doesn't really matter. He has a baton, so whatever. He kind of slowed up for Braun to catch up to him, but he was literally like... Over the car, hopped the gap, and was right behind Miz and the Misturage, like right behind him. Like Braun just continuously just he just doesn't he just oh my gosh he's just so amazing he's he's just great just great talent man <clears throat> and to think like he's somebody that Vince just didn't understand why he wasn't getting it Vince this guy gets it this guy gots it he gots it. He doesn't get it. He gots it at this point. Bron is just a great. He's just great to see, man. He's just destroying people, and it's just it's it's. This is what we used to think about Brock Lesnar at that point. We used to think of Brock. We like this guy. He's doing great things. He's destroying people. It's fun to watch. And now look at you, Brock. Now look at you. Now look at you. Anyway, Bron is just great, man. And it was a great way to end the show. I'm coming back. Pure destruction as usual, running over cars, jumping gaps like a parkour athlete. It was great. So, yeah, I think that's about it for this episode, guys. Um, caught up on a lot of things. 
Sorry that I left you for a long time, but you know, I had to recuperate, man. I got a lot going on. I'm a hardworking man, I'm doing a lot of things. So I had to take a little break, you know what I mean? Get a, get myself back in motion, get myself back in order. You know, so, but <clears throat> nonetheless, here's another great episode. Got some good lengthy timing on this one. A lot of good quotes, a lot of good things. Just a reminder, this episode is brought to you in part by the word trash, as well as the word continuity. Uh, <clears throat> if you want to purchase some Matt Madness gear, go over to whatamaneuver.com. Look up the Matt Madness hoodies, t-shirts, baby bibs, uh, baby socks, uh, whatever you need. It's over there. And it's under the Matt Madness brand, baby. Go over there, put in this code Matt Madness or Madness or whatever it is. I forget. Sorry, guys, but you know I'm I'm, I'm not good at remembering this thing. Anyway, uh, try Matt Madness or Madness or anything of that factor, or you could just hit me up on my social medias at Hey Arte H E A H E Y A R T E, and I'll uh, confirm it for sure for you. So if you're listening and you want to know where you can cop some merch and add the actual code, hit me at H E Y A R T E on Twitter or Instagram, and I'll confirm it for sure for you because I actually forgot. But anyway, yeah, go and follow me on my social media, y'all. Hey, Arte, H-E-Y-A-R-T-E. Go to SoundCloud.com, search Don Arte, check out my music. Uh, check out uh, the Matt Madness Weekly Show if you haven't already. A lot of great shows. Check out False Count Anywhere, my boy Russ and Derek. And I think for my next episode, what I'm going to do is be since... For whatever reason, on the Matt Madness uh, main show, I can't even review episodes of Throwback Madness, that I, even the ones that I picked. What I'm going to do is, in true Don entrepreneurial, moving, lone wolf style fashion, I'm going to start my own throwback thing where I'm going to pick specialty shows. Yeah. So what I think I'm going to do is my next show, I'm going to prepare and pick a show and we're not going to do throwback madness. We're going to do the perfect pick. Pick. Sorry. Damn. Messed that one up. The perfect pick. There we go. So, yeah. We're going to do that next episode. I'm going to have a perfect pick for you guys. And we're going to pick a show from the month of November. From years, 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 years. Yonder, 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 yonder. We're going to pick one. And we're going to do a review show. Only way that the perfect edge can, and I probably I don't know I might have a guest for that. I don't know, I don't know. I'm going to do some dope though. We're going to swing something together dope for that. So, anyway, this has been your boy, the face of the hill, the mouth of the bout, the whole effing podcast, Donnie Wrestling, Donnie Mundo, Don Strowman, Don DiBiase, Donnie Jiu Jitsu, Don Gerard Flames. Donovan, the lowdown lawyer, and this has been another episode of The Perfect Edge. Peace out. Top guy. This is bigger out. than me. Yeah, I'm just making it clear. Give me a space in the clear. When you see I appear, got that black and white gear. And we in the fifth gear. And you know we don't care if they whip or they against. We don't mean to make offense, but yo, we mean with our offense. The scene is finna switch. My team got it on clinch. If the scene that you ain't green, then we gon' lean at your expense. This angle, but has a twist. You
Kiss the hill one for a real one. Left lane deals for a real one. And they know the fake from the real ones. You hear that guitar riff? They switch up the stance quick. They think we want Hollywood. You can't understand it. You see who I stand with? My team is outstanding. We came with a plan, but see your plans with you handed. You hear that guitar riff? They switch up the stance quick. They think we want Hollywood. You can't understand it. You see who I stand with? My team is outstanding. We came with a plan, but see your plans with you handed.